1: Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hey there, welcome to uh, Five Yard Rush. I haven't introed a show with a guest for quite a while. As you can probably tell that was a bit rusty. Um, stocks has not had a makeover stocks is on his way he will be here shortly it was his lads uh, first day of school so he's dealing with the bedtime and everything that goes along with that so it might be slightly delayed from stocks but i'm told he will be here at some point but that's okay you don't have to worry about me waffling on my own for the next hour there is a brilliant guest as you can see on the screen if you're watching on the youtube and if you're not why aren't you why aren't you joining in live where you can uh, get Real time access to myself, to our wonderful guest who I'll introduce in a moment, uh, and to stocks and ask us fantasy questions, especially as we're in the season. It is Thursday, it is the flagship show. Just before I introduce our guest, just do some housekeeping. First of all, this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. If you are watching the live stream, you'll notice that my beard is a little bit less fluffy this week. That is because I have used the beard hedger. And it is elite. Let me tell you, I've always been scared to cut my beard because I always cut it too short. Um, and therefore, I have to shave the whole thing off. So I've always, for probably that last four years, other than lockdowns, uh, got it to cut the barbers, but not with the, hedge, uh, the beard hedger because it literally lets you set it to the right setting. I have mine on 10 all the way to the max um, so that I don't cut it too short. It's perfect. Really easy to use. I don't get it cut too short. So you can check it out and buy yourself your own beard hedger or any of the other things on Manscaped. Uh, going to manscape.com and then use the code five yard for 20% off free shipping. Uh, but it is an elite tool. I'm not just saying that because the sponsor of the podcast genuinely love the product. So glad I bought it, recommend it higher than anything else I've ever bought. Also, last bit of housekeeping you'll notice I dropped a free podcast today. Um, the first 20 minutes of the Patreon cast I drop every week. Um, something I've been doing for the last few seasons. Um, you can subscribe to the Patreon, fiverrush.com or patreon.com forward slash five yard rush you can get involved in patreon for as little as a pound a month you get access to that great podcast i do every week i'm toot my own horn here but it will give you a lot of player insights utilization trends etc so that you can stay on top of who is doing what when to panic when not to panic and when to make changes to your roster so i do thoroughly to uh, suggest you subscribe and get access to our great patreon channel as well where you can join all the great patrons and get involved in the debate there but without further ado, let me introduce my good friend and phenomenal guest. Uh, he is a longtime commissioner of a home league, which he very kindly invited me into a few years ago. Stacy, saying hello. Hi, Stacy. Hope you're well, my friend. Um, his name is Joel, Joel Hewitt, for those of you that might not be familiar with, with Joel, um, which, you know, Joel is a, a phenomenal bloke. He is a Saints fan um, and I'm still friends with him. That tells you how phenomenal he is. There aren't many Saints fans I'd be friends with, but uh, Joel, welcome. We've been talking about doing this for a few years, and you finally plucked up the courage to do it. Welcome to Five Year Rush. How are you doing, my friend?
0: I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, like every uh, every draft day that we have um, that we live stream, I always threaten that you should uh, that you should get me on here because after that time, I've usually had a uh, uh, a couple of frothy coffees, and by that point, uh, I'm like, Murph, get me on your show. <laughs> I'm just, and, then I, just and then I always
1: reply absolutely you <laughs> let me know, know when pal and then i and then it goes radio silent for a few weeks and then, and then uh, this year he's like no nah, let's do it i was like finally third year of threatening to come on he's finally here and um reason we're doing this i just find that home leagues are the most fun leagues uh alongside oh. with some of the great charity leagues like Scottish fishbowl etc out there and i think Everybody can learn a few things today just about how to make home leagues fun. You know, I was gracious enough to be invited into Joel's league three years ago. league's 13 years old. I'm right in thinking that, right?
0: We're into year 13 now. Yeah, I was counting it. uh, 13 years.
1: I was kind enough to be invited in three years ago. And it is by far one of the most entertaining leagues I'm in. Joel goes above and beyond any fantasy commissioner I know in terms of making it fun. Uh, in a lot of the little weird and quirky things he does. And I'm going to let him talk about them in a bit, but I thought it'd be really good, especially as now the season's kicked off. Now's a good time to sort of up the ante a little bit um, and keep things flowing, keep things entertaining in league. So um, getting into it, Joel, let's talk about uh, the league. Let's talk about the history of it. Sort of talked about it 13 years ago. How did it all come about? Why did you form a fantasy league? Well, give me the history.
0: So, yeah, it all kind of started. There was me and two of the guys. So there was only three of us. um, And we were watching uh, the games. Red Zone was still quite a new concept. And the uh, NFL Network, do you remember the old Pick Me adverts where they would, like, fire a ball through a wall and somebody in, like, one hand (laughs) catching, be like, Pick Me. We're like, what the hell is all this about? So uh, we had a look and we're like, let's just just start something up and let's just see. We all auto-drafted. We had a spare fourth team that nobody would manage, but we would kind of always make sure it had the optimal lineup. It did terrible on the waivers because we would like take the cream of the crop. But a, four, a essentially a four-man league, which is really a three-man league. You can imagine the kind of points we were racking up. <laughs> it was it was one of them where you just kind of jumped in and were like, let's just see how it goes. And from there, it just kind of escalated. Uh, out of the the three of us that were there, I'm still the the only one that's been in every season throughout. And then we just kind of started adding uh, friends and friends of friends. And we would start to talk about it when we went out for a couple of beers. And then somebody would overhear and say, you know, I don't even watch the sport, but this sounds like fun. So obviously, like mutual friends, uh, I'm just going like, to name drop weird people uh, that nobody else will know about. But like Tom and Pete, uh, who you're friendly with they're, um they never watched it. And they just knew that I was managing a league and I put like fired up the bat signal because I wanted to get it up to, I think, eight teams was uh, what I was trying to get to at the time. So Pete and Tom got involved. Pete's a researcher. So the man just like went on every forum, listened to every podcast, read everything he could. Uh, And Tom is, uh, we always used to refer to him as the beautiful mind because (laughs) you can almost see him like writing on a window in white pen. Uh, because he would look at all the stats, facts, and figures. He's a he's a maths teacher, head of uh, maths, uh, or at least was head of the maths at the south of England. So they started to get on board. I dragged in. I always refer to him as my little cousin, uh, Chris, who is part of the league. He's like eighteen months younger than me. He's like thirty six years old, but still my little cousin. And then slowly but surely, we started to like get a bit swell. At one point, we I think we got up to. I think there was about 16 and we split it into two divisions at that point. And then people like have come in and gone out uh, over the time. Um, and now we have two two famous Adams that both have podcasts. We've got yourself, uh, obviously, which it was absolute pleasure bringing you on board. Um, it was through Pete, mutual friend. Uh, he like read your book and followed you on Twitter and listened to the podcast and said, I think I know a guy because we needed a spot. And by that point, I think after 10 years of trying to get friends of friends, we were starting to, not know people, know people. So then we, we got you. Um, and then I suppose I dropped the, 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 nugget slightly. There is a few years prior, we ended up with, uh, NFL fantasy analyst, Adam rank, and he's been on the, uh, on the lead now for about, I think maybe five years could possibly be a little bit more. Uh, he's like participating in the draft every year. He auto drafted once and we just gave him hell. Okay. Um, but yeah, like he's he's dropped in on like video calls and things, and uh, it's uh, it's been a been a bit of a mission, but it's good fun, and that's it. People come in, even when they drop out, it's not because they're not having a good time. It's you know they've got other responsibilities or something. Yeah. They haven't got the time to put it in because. It's fancy football, but we take it seriously just as much as uh, as the next guy. Like we will absolutely like. There have been arguments, there've been fallings out, people have left in a blaze of glory that I've never spoke to again. Marty, if you can hear me, man, you're very welcome. If ever a spot comes back,
1: <laughs> oh, I <laughs> love just, that. You gotta give you send me his Twitter handle after this or X handle, whatever it is. I will tag him, and I make sure I will make sure he listens to this and be like, hey, Marty
0: hi yeah exactly and and here we are so yeah it's it's just been uh it's been a pleasure to do with the past 13 years and i think uh as you said you know it's about making it fun making it engaging i mean to go back a little bit the reason that we ended up with rank on the show was uh, on the show on the uh on the league was um a few of us ended up on they were trying a, a different format a little while ago called fantasy and friends where they brought in just community members or leagues and things. And they had them throughout their like 30 minute show on the NFL network. Uh, and like Tom, Pete, the other beat in the league, myself and Gordy Eloisa, we were all on that show for the 30 minutes that we're doing like a UK special. So then we got chatting like Maurice Jones Drew was one of the other hosts. He's all time favorite running back of mine. Um, so that was cool to just like have a, a chat with him. And then at the end of it, we uh, everyone, you know, sent messages and friend requests and things on Twitter and, and Facebook and there, that year a spot came up. And I just on a whim, I was like, Hey rank, you know, we've got a spot free in the league. Do you want to jump on? You feel free to like use it for podcasts or tweet about it or, you know, as a good excuse to try and get over to a London game, which we we'll keep trying to drag him over for one, so that we can have at least yeah. get it for that.
1: He's not, um, he's not made it over yet, but we need to, we need to make it happen because I've told him if he does make it over, I'll uh, squeeze in a trip to the Arsenal as well, because he's a big, big gooner, which I know would massively
0: disappoint. He is, yeah. There are too many Arsenal fans in our league. There's you, there's Chris, there's Rank. I'm sure there's another one lurking somewhere. Yeah, there always is. Because I'm also a Spurs fan, which, and that, I mean, like...
1: <laughs> double trouble. You're a, you're a Spurs and the Saints fan. That is how good you are. I'm willing to oversee that. I'm willing to
0: overlook it. Like It's just like, yeah, it's
1: fine. Yeah, listen. I also think that you fill a good quota for me because I don't know any other Saints and Tottenham fans. So um... there you go. it's good
0: to have balance in your life, yeah. mate. That's what yeah, that's
1: exactly how I see it. So you went on fancy. You went on the fancy uh, show on the NFL Network. and You just randomly rocked up. Was that live on there? You asked rank. You just said, "Hey, by the way, we got a spot. Join," and therefore he was kind of pressured into doing it. Or no, yeah, no, I gave
0: him a, a shout afterwards. Um... Like on the show was like going out live we were live on NFL networking on our best British behavior and it was all tea and biscuits one of the the chaps was sat in front of the fireplace in a wingback chair with a picture of the queen on his mantle mm-hmm. and we were just we were just having an absolute ball I was at work that night I used to work nights uh, for a, a place that I'll not get in trouble and I ducked out for like an hour to like sit and like live stream across to the US it must have been like midnight 1am or something our time but yeah, so then yeah, we just end up chatting and uh, it just led on uh, to this, and now uh, here we are, a few years, uh, a few years later.
1: That's amazing. I love that. I love That's the cool. fact that it's just random, and then it's just yeah, and then you say, uh, you know, I, I, you sort of have lowered the bar. You went from Adam Rank to me. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but Look, like, like I said, it's an absolute pleasure to join because you know we'll we'll talk about what you do while you make it fun, but. I think the first thing I noticed is, I think sometimes it can be a bit hard being an outsider um, joining a home league because a lot of you are very very close. Like you, you visit each other all the time. You're in different parts of the country. You all make the supreme effort. It's not once or twice a year. It's quite a significant amount of times. You all really get together and, and meet up. And you know, you do, you've all got children, and uh, you know, you make it all work. It's it's phenomenal. And and I think sometimes people perhaps could be a bit hesitant because it's like, well, everyone knows everyone. I'm a bit the outsider. But the one thing I'll say from, from day dot is everyone was so welcoming. You feel like you're just part of the group from day one. Like you don't feel like you're, I don't feel like an outsider, even though I've only been in the league three years. I feel like I'm part of the furniture. I feel like I've been there all 13 years. And I think
0: when you said three years, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was longer. You just, you just yeah. slipped right in and that was no. great. And like, who, the- who doesn't want to try and be a, like a, a fantasy guru in a, in a fancy league?
1: well i'm not really a guru that's why the guys
0: do
1: i just fake it till i make it mate that's how i do it but rank <laughs> i mean i i'm no rank but well he's a bears fan so we're frenemies this week um mm-hmm. so looking forward to them going home and too. that's that's one thing i can tell you for free um but yeah no and i think that's what makes it special because it's not just all the things you do it's the people you've got in it and everyone buys into it and and does it uh you know and and just gets you know everyone loves it it's great crack um let's give some tips to the listeners about how you make the league so engaging. So what are some of the things that you've done over the years and some of the things you do now that um, you know, makes makes it fun, makes it better than your average league?
0: It all really starts from the top. And I don't mean that like I'm the best person in the world, therefore uh, it's the, the best league. What I mean is, if I'm engaging as the, the the commissioner, like I post everything on Facebook, I set all the, the rules, the draft orders, and all this kind of stuff. And the more I kind of, the more I put into it, the more people get out of it. It's such low effort for for anybody else, apart from, you know, draft your players, start your lineup. If you've got the time, really get into the minutia and get in on the chat and stuff, you can do. But really it's, um, I'm just a bit of a sideshow. So, the things that, that we do is, you know, we try and stay active where we can on the on the Facebook throughout the season. Uh, I used to do a weekly breakdown of every matchup, you know, who's doing what against who and, and so on and so forth. I used to write it in long form before you could film a video <laughs> and stick it on there and I would send that out to everybody and uh, it was from the desk of the commissioner, dictated but not read, and <laughs> uh, I would send that out and people would enjoy seeing things and being able to look because... I think the common thing is nobody cares about your fantasy team, isn't it? Like you, you like it, but nobody else does. But by doing this, it opened it up and people would just read little snippets. You know, oh, I'm up against Gordy. What's he done last week? What's he doing this week? So even before that starts, we we have a draft council. So there's me, there's Tom, there's Chris, my little cousin. And we get together each year to try and uh, have a a fun, different way of having a, a draft order. We've had the very first one. Chris and a friend of ours, uh, Mick, former uh, league member, um, they did a duck race down the river in York. They just grabbed loads (laughs) of rubber ducks, wrote a bunch of people's names on them, threw them over the edge, filmed the whole thing, took it back, edited it together, commentated over it like it was a big deal. They had interviews with weird characters they'd kind of put on. So they've done that. They did a a penalty shootout with someone's workmates. They didn't know what they were doing. They just rocked up and they're like, we need to film you all we're going to assign people to and whatnot. We've done Street Fighter tournaments. We've live streamed. Uh, once I created everybody in one of the wrestling games, like took pictures and likenesses and created entrances and an arena and then streamed it on Twitch and had, a, a. I think at that point, I think it was 16 of us, like a 16 man Royal Rumble to see who was going like, to get what pick. Uh, and then Chris and I would like commentate over the, the whole thing. And just just doing all these sorts of things, I think we'd had the digital football players like running across the pitch this year we um it was a bit late Knows because uh, I switched jobs and everything. you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Uh, but Chris and I did a full um simulated season on Madden, but we replaced each team. Uh, we created a whole fantasy draft at random, so we didn't know who was playing for whose team. everybody suck. were <laughs> represented by their own. Um, and I think obviously you had Tampa, but you were you were pleased with your upgrade at QB, weren't you? Because so it were not Baker. Yeah, it wasn't I Baker. I'm trying to think who it
1: was now. I remember someone got Matt Ryan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan got, a, got Someone a shout got Matt out Ryan.
1: Uh, uh, Matt Ryan was a starting QB. I can't remember who I had. Someone was, like quite middle of the road, but it was fine. I was quite happy they made the playoffs. Yeah. So, so then,
0: you know. yeah, we we live uh, live streamed that over uh, over the Facebook and like we have a chat and everything, and then. Christ, come draft day. Uh, once all the orders are set, uh, we live stream the the whole draft for three to four hours. Sometimes, yeah. And it's usually myself, Chris, uh, and May, and we just, um, we just drink too much, commentate on the whole thing. We've had boards up, we've had call-ins. Uh, Tom often calls in for his pick, and we like to break down. We have it five-minute picks, so anybody that uh, that uh, like clutches the pills at a thirty-second round. Uh, per pick draft would hate hours because you can be gosh if everyone took the five minutes by the time you get to the 12th pick what well, you're looking at half now um go <laughs> <Yeah. so it's laughs> on to like about four hour. in the morning <laughs> yeah 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 we've had some we've had some late ones um and yeah we always by the end of it the three of us we always like drink throughout anyway and we encourage friends let friends drink and draft. And that's the only time that you can that you can get away with a phrase such as this. Mm-hmm. And so far between us, we've got like four championships. So we're like, we must be doing something, right? We're doing yeah. okay out of the 13, a third of the, the winnings have, have gone to uh, three of us. And you know, it's stuff like that. We've got a, a trophy. Somebody uh, said that it should be called the Kong because we're climbing like King Kong. So the trophy became the Kong and we've got a amiibo Donkey Kong glued into a cheap trophy that <laughs> <laughs> it's got a big like thing on it that just says Kong in capital letters and then you just people love it because it's something stupid and then it sits in somebody's lounge I try and meet people in person hand it over do the handshake like I'm Triple H in NXT and just like do the point uh, at the next champion and stuff so I can't wait for you to maybe one day do it and I can come down and get that photo with you but that's gonna be the season mate stuff. that's what
1: it is <laughs> okay,
0: okay. and like no, even can... once the season's finished after the, the playoffs we do the playoff challenge so when the actual NFL playoffs are going on, you've been part of it every year. The the winner who can make it all the way, and have the most points by the end of the Super Bowl on the official NFL challenge thing, they get to keep one of the guys from their team last year in replace of their first round pick. Tom was picking 11th this year, and he got CMC in the first round. I know. So he just stole that. And I was picking second. I, I thought it was going to be Justin Jefferson. I was going to get second pick. I was going to get CMC. Tom, he had CMC last year, won the playoff challenge. Took him this year. And that keeps the engagement going and stuff. And even the people that are in the bottom half of our playoffs, uh, the winner of that, so seventh place, gets the second pick. Yeah, And, you know, you've just got to always stay on it. It splits 50-50, so the top six can go for the top rise. The bottom six can go for the number two pick. Uh, and um, you just always engage with people. And what I love
1: is when you do the draft or the video, because actually uh, four of the draft slots, because one, two... 11 and 12, right, are already selected based on weight. So, if you're the champion, you f- you pick 12, you finished last, you pick first, and then it's the winner of the um, yeah, the, the winner of the losers' playoff gets the second. We call pick that run- the, the consolation
0: championship,
1: yeah, the consolation champion. You get the second <laughs> pick. I don't know how the is the 11th the runner up gets 11th, 11th of- the runner up, yeah, you
0: almost made it, but then you. So you that's, get 11. that's the, that's the price you pay by being in the big dance.
1: by being almost good
0: <laughs> by being almost good
1: by being the first loser you get the second worst draft spot
0: yeah Absolutely. um
1: and then so but you include them even though they're they're drafted in the in the draft order so even like whatever the theme is so this year it was the man they still all had teams they were still part of it and just obviously mm-hmm. where they finished didn't matter because they already had the draft slot. So all they were doing really with their participation was ruining the chances. Ruining of Ruining it for someone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is what I love. And that's, that's what I always say every year about fantasy teams. If you miss the playoffs, just ruin it for someone else. Go after okay. the team. That's like. That's why I, I can't understand people. Like, and maybe if it's in a league you don't care in, but in a home league, if you're out of the playoffs, just put in all the waiver claims. Just, just really dilute. Like I don't understand this line of thinking of, oh well, if you're eliminated, you shouldn't be allowed to make waiver claims. I disagree. I think you should make more waiver claims. I think you should really win sure. for everyone. Yeah. As soon as I ain't
0: winning, I'm I am going to be the best worst team possible. Like I'm still in there. I want to win each and every week because I, I if I could, everyone else would lose. That yeah. would be the ideal situation. Draws all around. Well done, yes. everybody. You're as bad as each other. <laughs>
1: And that's what's great. And I remember, was it not? Was it last year? You you bought a cameo. Last year, yeah, was
0: yeah, yeah. That was uh, we were we were really struggling to try and think of something, and it was the clock was ticking. I was like, I'm just gonna pull names out of the hat. And then one of the draft council was like, (laughs) or we could still have names pulled out of the hat, and we could like get somebody to do it. Anyway, he jumps on Cameo and finds Sharp and Coachman. And uh, obviously he's ESPN now, but we're all kind of like 90s wrestling fans. So we just allocated wrestling team name or wrestling names to each person who they may be like and whatnot. And then, yeah, so we had Coach like pulling out the, the draft order and he literally just pulled names out of the hat for, for 10 minutes and just like riffed on, on each one and little stories which, and things. Which
1: is phenomenal because most people on Cameo do a short little bit and it's like 30 seconds, 40 seconds, you might get a minute if you're really lucky. He did go all in, he was giving like he did an analysis. He, he, he had music. It. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I was like, he went above and beyond. I was like, this guy's awesome. <laughs> he was just
0: yeah, coach, awesome. coach really won some people over that day.
1: Yo, but I'm telling you now, if he uh if you are doing if you're wrestling fans and you need someone to do your draft order, coach is the guy,
0: yeah, worth it. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> yeah, worth every penny. It
1: really was worth. He really went above and beyond. It was. It was. I'm not a big. I wasn't a big wrestling guy. Like from the coverage, so I, I didn't really know who he was. But he was legendary. Uh, really, really cool. Um, let's talk about now. There are a lot of people listening who play in leagues, playing our leagues. Um, and our leagues as as good as they are, they're not home leagues. Um, although it does. I, feel it, like that. I got
0: my W in the FFCC this week. I'm I'm ready. I'm taking it. Well, it's a two week leg, so you got to see you might lose this week and be out. Don't matter, don't matter. I've got it in the bag already.
1: <laughs>
0: so, um,
1: what advice would you give to people who are starting up who are thinking, right, next year I'm going to form a home league? Whether that's people that they know in person because more and more people are into the sport, whether that wasn't the case five, six years ago or 10 years ago, or people that they know online to create that home league? What, what kind of suggestions would you make for people yeah. picking up now? getting it started Uh,
0: the easiest suggestion is uh to start you off don't take it too seriously just want to get a bunch of people together show them that it's not just rugby and pads if they don't watch the sport if they do it's an easy win you go oh who'd you like great well they suck but they have one good player so you might be able to draft him and it's difficult obviously i've not started a league in a while but it is really a case of just get people that you know are going to at least show up week in, week out, setting a, a lineup. That's really important because you can ruin it for everybody if somebody all of a sudden you know starts to drop the odd week and then picks it up the next mm-hmm. week. Like there's a there's a joke in the old uh, you remember the league the the TV show yeah. where like Taco all of a sudden starts putting effort in and somebody's complaining like, no, I want my Taco bye week. <laughs> well, don't don't be taco. Don't be the guy that drops in and out, either either show or don't show. Um, I think the the main things is yeah, if it's if it's just people that uh, you don't have physical contact with, just get them online. Don't. I think people at this point would say, oh, you know, if you make it a paid league, people are more likely to, to stick around and put some money. Yeah, I- steer clear of that. Just get people that you're gonna have a good time with that. Maybe you can like. Rub elbows with, and if you're in a reasonable vicinity of the country, get together every other Sunday or once a year, and just make a thing out of it. Go to a game in London and just meet up and just absolutely have a, a good time. And just yeah, I mean, it's it's all about the the people at the end of the day. Nobody ever like put one fancy championship on a CV, but you know they'll mention <laughs> it maybe in a job interview. You, it, it came up in mind. They say.
1: I can say you say that. I've not only seen it in a CV. I love the people who are on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it, Elon Musk playground, um, and put thirteen-time fantasy champion. <laughs> I, I swear, I see. It. Unfortunately, I would say it's common but there's more than a few people that do it. And I'm like, really like 30, like one person got four time fantasy champion. I was like seven time. which if it was an account based to the league, like you created a team account and you did that, like there's a a league in in here, the, called the british fantasy football league right and um this guy called simo it's got like 96 teams all sorts of divisions Um I'm in all it. sorts right oh you are yeah so there I you am, go yeah, so like the fighting
0: unicorns my friends
1: Scumfort <laughs> fighting see that's the thing everyone's in it now uh I mean, I didn't think <laughs> played idp there we go so there we go so <laughs> the only yeah, time because people do create twitter accounts for that that's very different like if it's in that context I have no problem because it's it's basically like making like a parody of being a real team, and you people do that all the time. No, oh, no problem. It, it's when like people with their actual personal accounts list that they want X amount of fantasy titles. You're like, okay, dog, listen, <laughs> <laughs> chill, chill your boots. I think I I don't know many people that have never won a fantasy league, and if you haven't then reach out to me. I will personally make sure that we win a fantasy league together at some point. I can't guarantee this year, but at some point I will guarantee we will win one. Even if it takes 20 years, I will stick around that long to ensure that you'll win a fantasy league. So,
0: I've got like Rocky montage kind of vibes in the back <laughs> of my head now. Of you exactly you feeding someone raw eggs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, listen, you got to be battle hardened. You got to go through it. You, listen, there's none of this whole winning it like 16 and 0, 17 and 0. No, no, no. My favorite fantasy wins, by the way, are the ones where I go into the playoffs with a losing record and win it because oh, that just, yeah, just annoys the living. Yeah, oh, I love it because that really annoys. Uh, that really annoys everybody from doing it. Like, it just annoys the whole league when you win it my, with a losing record. My
0: favourite part of fantasy season is the uh, the win-loss gymnastics that happens in like the final three or four weeks where you've got your people that are all on the cusp of being in or out of the playoffs. And they're like, right, if Murph can beat Chris and Tom loses by this amount of points and I go on a streak of four more victories i'm making the playoffs baby and then i'm gonna win it all that i absolutely love it you just got people like going crazy uh trying yeah. to work out because all you can do is try and win your game
1: <laughs> exactly that i don't know i've gone undefeated in fantasy seasons and i kind it. it feels really hollow when you do it like you've the pressure of of winning those games that are completely meaningless kind kind of just annoy me like um Week 13, you've locked the one siege of twelve 12-0, and, and the pressure of having to win that game, which is completely meaningless, it's just too much. It's like, it's Keep worse than playing the final. But it's worse than playing the final, because you're just sitting there like, well, if you lose, it doesn't matter. But it does, it matters more, because you're, uh, yeah. And I just think, I don't know, I, I kind of feel the undefeated seasons, they're, they're great, and it's a phenomenal thing to do, and you look back on, but actually... I don't think I enjoy them half as much as the ones where I sneak in and win it. I've actually won a fantasy league, gone won the whole thing, and still at the end of the season had a losing record. Amazing. That's incredible. And that that I... is my absolute favourite. So I am the champion. I was the champion of a league where I went, uh, Where would I go? I went seven and it was in week 15 finish for some reason. this was when like 16 was the normal finish but it was a week for yeah. so i finished the season seven and eight and i won i won the two weeks in the playoffs i went in at five and eight uh, because there were three teams that were undefeated right <laughs> no sorry two teams undefeated because they somehow didn't play each other i don't know how the schedule worked but they didn't play each other And one team had one loss and then everyone else uh had a losing record wow And I got in on points, so I snuck in on points and then won the whole thing. I was like, "Thanks very much." Seven and eight, stick your. The crazy thing about
0: our uh, our home league is, I mean, I didn't win it for six or seven years or something like that. And the the one time I did was because I was off with a broken hip, so I had all summer to research every player known to man. But I really, I didn't like winning it. It was it was a strange kind of concept. I liked watching people win and enjoy it. It feels like as the person creating it to then be sat up on high, you, you kind of lose people a little bit. And I have won it, it since, but it was a, it was more of a challenge. But that's that's a, a, a strange kind of concept. Especially, I tell you what, anybody that's creating the league purposefully don't win year one because you'll lose people. <laughs> They're like, oh, you create this just to smashers? Nah, middling team. Win it in years two or three, or so. start to build that uh, that little trust with some people, and then you'll get that. Yeah, and I reach mean, out to a, celebrities, just absolutely, yeah. just give, so get one of the them. Maurice Jones-Drew follows me on Twitter. It was between him and you to make uh, the league move, uh, and he didn't reply. So you're in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's weird. We were talking about our favorite NFL analysts, and I like Drew, but. I said I don't love him, <laughs> and now knowing I've I got like one over player. him, well, yeah, <laughs> great, great player. <laughs> but now I have got one over him. I'm I'm happy with that. Like that, that makes me feel good. So I'm pleased. Yeah. Um. So last question out the league.
0: This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.
1: What, other than the people, because obviously I know you, that's exactly what you say, so I'm going to take the easy answer out of the way. Tell. What is the best thing about the league? What is the best thing about your home league? And it's the one thing that someone can take away and put into their league if they're listening.
0: Uh, it's the same thing, the best thing about science football, it's draft season, baby. Like, honestly, the, the, we start in, like, June uh, coming up with concepts and trying to decide on what daft thing that we can do. Is it going to be a, you know, a Hot Wheels race? Is it going to be, like, one of those marble things in the sand? Like, all the sorts of things. What can we film with a simple camera phone that I will then spend 16 hours editing with dramatic music behind? Uh, and then throughout there, that gets everybody kind of like hyped up. Because so I do a, a video to announce what the draft video is going to be. Then yeah. we do the draft video and then we live stream the draft. So that that whole thing really sets up the, the season for us. And then, you know, week one happens, everyone gets injured and then uh, everyone has a miserable time.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And that brings a good segue into a bit of a recap of, on week one. And there was a lot of injuries this week. We lost... Uh, uh jk dobbins and uh aaron Rodgers to the season um so r.i.p uh we also lost uh deontay johnson greg dulcich aaron jones anthony richardson jacoby myers and tyler lockett not all of them are out for this week but some of them could be i think richardson's definitely going to be back dulcich looks doubtful jones myers and lockett are questionable How's it impacted your teams? Uh, have you survived? Have you got through week one with not too many uh,
0: injuries so far? Uh, I don't want to say how most, but like I've I've come out unscathed, and the closest is the the worry that Austin Eckler might uh, drop some carries this week, uh, and that's quite literally it. But my opponent is also in the same boat. He's also got. Pretty much his entire starting lineup, uh, apart from uh Jones uh, at Green Bay, uh, so yeah, that's annoying because in a, in a week full of uh injuries and that, I've ended up going against the one team that doesn't have any.
1: <laughs> Good, serves you right, it serves it it absolutely, <laughs> serves you right, <laughs> um, to, to survive unscathed and uh, to get through it, it absolutely serves you right. So I'm not, uh I'm not unhappy that's happened to you. Um, so you've got an MT RB slot. Who who uh, who did you lose? I think I lost Dobbins. I have so many teams, but I think oh, yeah, I need I to go back are, and check. I think I let me check the feed. I think I lost Dobbins. I think that is who I. Uh, I tell you now. I'm pretty sure that's who I lost. Yeah, I lost Dobbins.
0: I've done all right in my. We're in a, a dynasty league as well, together, aren't we? And um, yeah, that's where nice. the the winner gets taken out for dinner uh, by everybody else who loses, or they like pay a, a fee to it. But yeah, I've gone unscathed there as well. Right, like, I've not I've not taken any hits. So anybody who's got Trevor Lawrence, who is my starting QB in both those leagues, I've jinxed the hell out of him. I'm very very yeah, yeah. sorry. He's going to go down this week, and it's all going to He's be absolute.
1: Um, is there anything in week one? From a player of trends perspective, that you want to highlight or mention um, in terms of players you noticed or stood out for you in, in week one.
0: I mean, it's got to be the uh, the receivers at the Rams, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. I picked up Tutu Atwell because I'm so way down on the, the waiver list. I didn't have a chance with Puka, but Poker looked good, didn't he? And I also have Keenan Allen in uh, in the odd league and. Sorry, not keen Allen, but buddy, he... gone from me. Give me, give me a team. Uh, to help <laughs> yeah, Rams receiver not playing at the moment. Oh, uh, cup, cup, Cooper Cup. Yeah. So I've got Cooper Cup in uh, a few teams, um, and now I'm worried that if and when he comes back in four, five, six weeks, he's just gonna, gonna lose a lot to to and Tutu. Which, by the way, fantastic names! They're <laughs> going in my my all star team names this year. All
1: right, <laughs> uh, which order would you have? Would you have Puka and Tutu,
0: or Tutu and Puka? I think it there's got to be a uh, Lion Puk- King.
1: There's got to be a Lion King clever name in there somewhere.
0: I can already hear the the Fox Sports people in the background squirreling away to create this in bad CG. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, yeah, Puka and Tutu. There's the, we'll find some kind of mashup. It's got a bit of a Timon and Palmer vibe, hasn't it? Like, that's, what that's I mean. where we're. 100% yeah, yeah, done. yeah.
1: Um, I would say for me, what about you? Who,
0: who kind of uh, broke out? I mean, the Baker looked good.
1: <laughs> no, that's not good. <laughs> he looks all right. Um, I put that down to great play calling over play over great quarterback play for the OC. the had phenomenal game. Um, I think for me, I look at, um, I looked at a lot of the trends and did all this on the on the Patreon cast. Um, For me, what really stuck out, I thought, uh, Nuke Hopkins. I know that on tape doesn't look quite as good, but his usage was phenomenal. Like it could be Nuke Hopkins to the moon, um, like really that good. Um, I talked I about sold it. him everywhere before the season yeah. like I, it's I, was, wild, I isn't it? his usage that. his usage was crazy uh crazy good say Flowers is one although I wrote about him today in my uh fantasy pros column uh for wide receiver cornerback matchups it's not a good matchup spoiler alert uh read the column to read why it's not a good matchup for him this week but uh Zay Flowers it's interesting that he's come out of the packers the heavy leader of that but it'd be interesting to see if that maintains and then I talked about the um, some ambiguous situations so like the Chiefs um, even though they weren't on the field as much as they should have been um, really it's Kadarius Tony and Rashi Rice's uh, I know Kadarius Tony's a bit of a uh, a meme after all the drops and the and whole Chubbs Pe- and the whole Chubbs Peterson memes came out this week. Um, but if you look at their usage and, and utilization, even though they weren't on the field loads, they were the ones that were getting the the targets per route run. So they were getting looked at almost one in every two uh, routes that they ran. They were getting targeted, um, which tells you that they there is a plan there that they're going to get significant volume. Which I think. Sky more, it was down like below ten percent, which is just really bad. Um bad. so it shows to me that those two are it'd be interesting if, if Kaderis Tony keeps that trend with all those drops. Um
0: the well, other thing had that, nice things to say about him as well, didn't he? He said that, he, that yeah. it's not gonna affect the way that he looks at him. It may just be quarterback speak, but he uh, he was stood there saying, you know, I don't hold any grudges with Tony. He's still the yeah. guy, right? Like,
1: I mean, yeah, and, and the the way that it was used was it shows you that I don't... I haven't, The only thing that was a concern was just how little he was on the field. But um, I think what we're going to see here is we're going to see sort of specialists. You're not going to see a wide receiver completely dominate uh, like I think people were hoping. They were buying a lottery ticket on Moore or Rice or Tony and hoping that they would pick the winning lottery ticket. Um, but they, they didn't. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, the other thing, in, ironically, was in that game as well is... Uh, well, there was a couple of... Running back situations. Uh, I've been saying this all season that David Montgomery has been slept on, like he slept on every single season. Um, so if you picked him up, you've done really well because he got a lot of the carries. He's going to get a lot of the usage there. Um, Gibbs is still going to get work, but he's going to get specialized, high value target work. He's not going to be the the North South one A. He's he's effectively the one B, which with draft capital is a bit mad. But he not he's going to breeze
0: hall it this year and just to the moon.
1: Nah, that's just not how the Lions run their offense. Um, you know, they lost Jamal Williams. They went and got someone who's very archetypal, similar to Jamal Williams in in David Montgomery. So I think that's how they're going to use it. And then the other situation, everyone was really high on Antonio Gibson over Brian Robinson Jr. I never got that. The utilization was it's all Brian Robinson and that Gibson is barely, is, is like an afterthought in this offense. So, um, that's the other trend I sort of picked up on, and there's plenty more. Subscribe to the Patreon, you'll hear the rest, but there was all the highlights for, for me from week one. Um, and I'm a big Brian Robinson fan, so I'm really pleased that he uh he scored and he did a great job. Um, Ooh, shout out
0: uh Zay Jones, man, didn't see that one. Oh, I
1: him. love Zay Jones. Oh, see, I, I, I'm i a big fan of Zay I, Jones. I like
0: the dude now, like I, I've got a soft spot for the Jags, you end up seeing him a bunch of times because they're here all the time, but yeah, yeah, Zay Jones. Uh, he, he did me some favors because I've got Trevor Lawrence everywhere.
1: Well, I've talked about him this week a, a few times, but um, if you'd watched him in the preseason, whenever they lined up in two wide receiver sets, it was always Jones and not Kirk, or majority of the time it was Jones and not Kirk. So it, I don't think it was a huge surprise. I guess the surprise was how little Kirk was used. That was the more <clears throat> big shock, but yeah, Zay Jones is awesome. Um, Fire him up this week. He's got a phenomenal matchup. Um, he, I'm all over him this week. That's one thing I can say. Um, I'll mention that in a minute when I, when I talk about that. So, yeah, uh, fire him up this week. That's for sure, because uh, I really like his matchup. Um, who who in week two are you going out on a limb and saying that you're going to uh, jump on and, and play this week in terms of Obviously, there's the studs, but uh, anyone that isn't particularly a stud.
0: Um, I'm just having a look at my uh, my guys. I, I mean, a lot of the guys that you spoke about have sat on my bench. So, like Gibson is down there and stuff. Um, you can go. I think, yeah. The only yeah, the only thing that is kind of a uh, a big kind of leap on my team because I'm, I'm quite well stacked. I'm winning it all this year. Uh, Cole commit <laughs> uh, tight end for the Bears. I I believe in him. I mean I picked a tight end late if you can't tell. Yeah. But um I've I've got a sneaky feeling. All I ever want is a, a solid five points from a tight end, Murph. And I think Colgomet is gonna be my five point week in, week out guy. I can just rely, set him and leave him on his way. Uh that's definitely my uh my pushing it out on the uh on the edge for me, really. Uh, that's in the the main league. Anyway, and them, I'm, I'm stacked elsewhere. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be kind of the the best on for me. I'm starting most in in my other in the Dynasty League. If uh, he goes, because, uh, he's yeah, questionable. I, I, uh, I think he'll do it. I think he will. I think they need him to, so they'll they'll trot him out there. Although that New yeah. England defense is a a, a bit of a, a pain.
1: Yeah, I I. I'm with you. I definitely think, um, yeah, I I'm with you on the tight ends. I got uh, my tight end very late, Evan Ingram. In that, uh, I actually think Comets on for a good week this week. He's playing the Buccaneers, who are notoriously crap against tight ends. Um, TJ Hawkinson wasn't too bad last week. I mean, he wasn't phenomenal, but he wasn't too bad uh, last week. Wow. But typically, Tampa like don't they don't have a problem with points uh, with yards going over the middle um the way they don't want to get beat is the big play out wide so they really sort of try and funnel um they try and fuddle the play so that they're all right giving up eight yards over the middle to to commit um and that's about as far as Justin fields can throw the ball so it's a win-win scenario like so <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I, I,
0: maximum I, fields yeah yeah
1: yeah I I I think it's a good matchup for comet this week if I if I, I Honestly, he's the only Bears wide receiver I would even think about starting this week. I don't think you can start any of the others. I think Komet is the one that you can start. If I I'd probably go as far as say that other than him, him and Fields are probably the only players you can start this week because you can't. make me feel real people. good about this
0: choice. Bro. I, I, play, you know, can't
1: I'm start running sure. backs against the Bucks because the yeah. Bucs will shut down the run. They kept Minnesota to forty-one yards rushing. Uh, last week and that's entire team that's not just madison the whole team got kept to 41 yards rushing and they've done this for years they don't give up many hundred yard rushing games um i think they've given up i don't know what the exact number is it's less than five in the last three years it's it's a ridiculously low number so they don't give up much so and then you've got that three-headed monster where johnson who i got in our league by the way um so Roshan Johnson, thanks very much everyone for letting me get him because I had not the best waiver wire priority. So the fact that people let me get him was really kind. Um, cause he's going to be the lead bears back in a couple of weeks. Uh, Foreman is finished. Herbert is not the guy it's going to be like Roshan Johnson. It's Roshan. Uh, after seeing it this week, Roshan Johnson to the moon, but this is not the week to play him. Um, so you're not starting any of them. You're not starting DJ Moore. You're not starting Mooney. Um, yeah, I, I'm all on Komet this week. I think Komet is going to put in yeah, low-end Titan end 1 performance. Yeah, I think you get more than your five points this week. I think you're probably... I think he could score this week. I definitely think he... If I had to pick a receiver that was going to score for the Bears, it would be Cole Komet over the middle. Um... But yeah, one I, I think... well, yard touchdown.
0: That's all I need, Murphy. Yeah, that I, that. May, I think get, scoring as well for I anybody. Think get, uh, yeah, I
1: think you get a. I think you get a six yard touchdown out of him, and if that's his only reception, you're you're delighted with that six point six points. Thanks very much. You I walk off from it. the Absolutely sunset, nice. yeah. Um, yeah. But I think you'll do all right. I think you'll have I I don't think he's going to have a stellar week, but I think he's going to have a
0: good week. He never will, and I don't want him to. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm I'm just here for them
1: five. You, <laughs> no, you should you should feel good starting him this week. Um. I talk about this in the matchups and I talk about it in the uh, Patreon cast. I'm not going to go sort of too far into this, but I think, you know, look at the matchups, look at who's playing and watch those injuries. There isn't really anyone by super surprise that you should be sort of starting. I'm more cautious on those that had really hype week ones. Um, but I'm all in on Pukanakua in a PPR league. I've got him at 30 and why was he a 30 and half point? But if it was in PPR, I'd have him all the way in the top 24. Uh, Cause I just think he's going to play that Cooper cup role. I think you're going to see um he's going to get 12 to 15 targets every game. It looks like so. Uh, I, I'm fully convinced he's going to get a lot, a lot of work. Um Everyone's sleeping on Michael Pittman jr. I love that because he's probably the only fantasy relevant player or the only good player in that offense now. Uh, no disrespect to any of the others. So I'm all in on Michael Pittman Jr. I've got him inside my top 24 this week. Um, feel good about starting him. I've talked about Nuke Hopkins. I'm a bit low on him. I'm probably going to move him up. Um, I have him at 21. Don't be surprised if you see him in the late teens uh, in my rankings on Sunday. Um, it looks like Brandon Cooks is probably not going to play. Uh, it's trending towards him potentially being out. Um, I saw before we jumped on, and yeah, as for KC, uh, don't start Sky Moore, fade him this week, just see if the utilization comes back. Um, just be a bit careful with, with him. Um, and then just to round off, um, cornerbacks and wide receiver matchups this week. I wrote about this on Fantasy Pros, it should be going live at some point if it's not already but I'll give you the highlights. Um, The matchups I absolutely love this week. Uh, AJ Brown, uh, he's against uh, Evans of Minnesota, who um, was pretty awful on Sunday. Um, He can definitely torch him uh, all day long. So I see that as a great matchup, but you'd start AJ Brown anyway, but expect him to potentially go to the moon this week. Debo Samuel, for those of you a bit hesitant on him, he's playing uh, Witherspoon of the Rams. Again, Witherspoon gave up the third most fantasy points per route run uh, last week. He's going to get torched again this week by Samuel in that pace. And as I said, say Jones, say Jones is playing the Jerry Sneed this week. Uh, love that matchup for Jones. I think he's going to teach him a thing or two and turn him in knots. So I love that. Um, The piece of advice I'd give you, uh, CeeDee Lamb, he is against the other Michael Carter. Yes, the Jets have two Michael Carters. That's not a typo. They legitimately have two Michael Carters, one on offense, one on defense. The one on defense is actually really good at football. Um, So tough matchup for CeeDee Lamb. I'd still play him, but just he's not going to put up this massive week. Um, It's going to be tempered. So just be a little careful. If you're expecting a huge spike week from him, I don't see it happening. The two I'm really cautious on this week One is George Pickens. Everyone's going to be in love with George Pickens now with Deontay Johnson likely to be out uh, and sitting there thinking, okay, well, George Pickens is going to be the one. First of all, it's a Matt Canada offense. It's not pretty. They're the only team in the NFL in the last three years that have not had a 400-yard game on offense. Uh, Every other team's had a minimum of three. Nine teams have had uh, at least 10 or more times. So, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a pretty pedestrian offense here with the with the Matt Canada uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, but then George Pickens to top all this off has arguably the best cornerback in the game right now in Denzel Ward. <laughs> so I, I hate that matchup. Like I, I absolutely, like I absolutely hate that matchup all ends up for me. I'm fading. I'm going to Alan Robinson. I still don't think that's a great matchup for Robinson, but if I had to start one of the two this week, I am fading George Pickens. I'd go Alan Robinson. Um, and then Zay Flowers, as I mentioned, he's got a really tough matchup. He's got Mike Hilton of the Bengals this week. Um, interesting to see where they go. I think they're going to throw the ball to him less this week. I still think Zay Jones is an incredible talent. Uh is, sorry, not Zay Jones. Flowers is an incredible talent. I still think he's going to do really well. But I do think that this matchup will mean they won't sling it as much in their direction as you would expect. If you think the Browns last week were absolutely storming it and mm. just decided they weren't going to throw the ball towards Mike Hilton because they were worried about that momentum shift, that change in momentum that Mike Hilton and interception can bring you. So they deliberately didn't target him all that much. I think I've got to remember the stat. I think it's about 12% uh, of targets per route run were thrown in his direction, which is just really low. Normally that number would be north of uh, like 18 to 20%. So they're deliberately not targeting him all that much. Or last week they weren't and they were winning the game comfortably because they didn't want to shift that momentum back because he is their best corner by a long slot, uh, a long shot, and he plays in the slot, so it can be a long slot. Um, so, yeah, just watch that matchup with yeah. Zay Jones. Just temper temper expectations slightly on, on Zay Jones uh, this week. Uh, sorry, I keep saying Zay Jones. Zay Flowers this week. Zay so Zay too, too many Zays. So, yeah, um, I've got him just outside the top 24. he He'd be probably around about 30, 31 by the end of the week. Uh, I reckon. So just keep an eye on that one uh, a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Um, do you have any questions for me while you're here, Joel?
0: Oh, gosh. Um, that's a great question, actually. Right, I'll tell you what, <laughs> let's uh, let's have a look. Let's have a look at my, uh, what's going on with my team. Let's see if you can squeak me out some extra points. So uh sat on my bench. Let me know if any of these really should be uh put in. So we've got uh Antonio Gibson. No. Keenan Allen. Uh two to Atwell, who he's he's sticking around. Keenan Tyler Boyd. On your bench is not a play. Who who are you not playing?
1: Who is who is in your lineup that Keenan Allen is not getting in over?
0: Uh I've got Calvin Ridley, Ridley uh Chris Olave, and Mike Evans.
1: Okay, Keenan Allen's got to play over Mike Evans.
0: You reckon? All, all day long. All, all day long. All right, Keenan Allen, he's going in. Um, uh, my other, I've got Gabe Davis as well. So, yeah, yeah, don't worry why. about
1: him. He can, he, can, he can go take a dirt nap somewhere until he turns Ooh, up at go. work. Um,
0: switch out Mike Evans. See you later, mate.
1: Yeah, I mean, first of all, he's got an amazing matchup, Mike. Um, sorry, Keenan Allen this week. Keenan Allen has got, um, he's got Elijah Molden this week, um, who, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say got torched last week, but it wasn't pretty in the slot. Um, got targeted not overly heavily, but a fair amount, but he was giving up, um, a core, basically 0.25 fantasy points per run against him, which is quite high. So, um, yeah, I really like that matchup. I think that Tennessee aren't, they're not a bad D, but they're pretty bad in, in the um, in the secondary. So I think they're there to be targeted. Um, his usage last week, Keenan Allen's pretty good. He led the team in targets. He was on the field 100% of the time as well, which is awesome. That's what I want for uh, an elite. Uh, tight end to the elite wide receivers to be on the field at least 90% of the time. So 100% of the time meets that criteria quite nicely. It um, does yeah. Mike Evans, um, Mike Evans I, I listen, I think Mike Evans is, I've got him outside the top 24. Only just, I think I've got him at 25. Let me just double check that. Um, I just think with Mike Evans, he's a bit boom or bust. You, you're going to need a touchdown from him. And that means you're relying on Baker Mayfield to, get, yeah, 25 I've got him. You need Baker Mayfield to throw and ball. Now, what I will say is, looking at the uses last week, uh, Baker prefers Mike Evans to Chris Godwin, which surprised me. I actually thought Chris Godwin would get a lot more of the ball, especially in that sort of game where it was quite close. The low risk, medium to high reward didn't happen. Evans is getting targeted, but Evans is going to need to score to justify that selection. Whereas I think Keenan Allen will get there on the yards alone. And then I think if he gets the score on top, then you're going, you're going to the races. So I think yeah, there's one thing great- you need to know about
0: the way that I draft my team and start my team. It goes uh, very, very little on, um, uh, on like points, the stats, and facts, to figures, and it goes a lot on, on feels. Where I, uh, where I thrive is I'm looking at Mike Evans and he's going for that record breaking, like, thousand yard consecutive season. Well, he's already got so, that, but yeah, oh, well, he's, he's, from the start
1: of his career, he hasn't done it from. Like total in a row, yeah. So he can yeah, he's that trying to get him.
0: the like in a row, isn't he? Um, and I I want to believe him, and, and the best way I can support that man is by a having him on my team, and then, would be starting that uh, in the lineup. But I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give him the week off. He's not gonna yeah. put up the, the the yards.
1: So I've got. I mean, this is half point PPR, but if it was full, if it was complete standard, I'd still have these rankings pretty close. In fact, I'll look at my standard rankings in a minute. I've got Keenan Allen at 14, I've got Mike Evans at 25. In standard, I have them as Keenan Allen at 18 and Mike Evans at 23. So closer. A, a, um, a little bit
0: closer together, but you still have Keenan Allen.
1: But I still go with Alan. I just think that matchup is—he'll win a lot in that matchup. Um, I think he'll get. With, even more uh, targets. I, I don't
0: need any other excuses to watch the Chargers. They have the most aesthetically pleasing uniforms in oh, all yeah. of sports. So I could I could just watch them all day, regardless of uh, what's going on there. But now I've got just one more reason—that's two two
1: And with Kellen Moore there, like happy days, like he's going to make that offense fun to watch. That's for sure. And uh, yeah. yeah, big fan of that. Um, this has been phenomenal. I'm so glad that you came on and did this at last. It's, oh, it's been loads uh, loved, fun love yeah, I loved it. We'll get you back on at some point uh, towards the end of the season. You can give us a breakdown of how the league's getting on, and we can also yeah, rank
0: rank missing the playoffs again. I um... <laughs> love it. I love it so much. There's nothing nothing quite like it when he's there. He's on the waivers. He's putting in the work, and he's still getting smudged. By a bunch of people from Scunthorpe and all over (laughs) the UK. Like,
1: (laughs) I will say, I don't. Did he? Did he hit the waivers this week? I don't think he did. Maybe he's quite happy. Uh, I don't
0: think he has uh, taken over by this one, but he 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 gets on there. He does the occasional trade with people. He texts me. Well, didn't text me. Sent me a message um, last season, and he was like, "Have I got late to the game, or is this trade real?" Because like Tom had sent him a massively like weighted trade in like ranked favor, but Tom thought he was like getting a, a primo deal. And I was like, no, he truly believes. I can't remember what it was. Now, but I was like, he truly believes in this thing. He's like, cool. I just didn't want to accept it. If it was like a drunken fumble, <laughs> so he's, he's got a, a touch of honor in him, but yeah, he's still, he does have a touch of honor. Active.
1: I, I can vouch for that for
0: sure. But we love watching him lose.
1: <laughs> yeah. oh Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do give him some shit. Um, when, when that happens, um, Especially now that I have his number and can do that.
0: <laughs> That's it. Yeah, this game.
1: So it's pretty good. But yeah, tell tell everyone where they can find you if they wanted to interact and get any more advice about being a commissioner extraordinaire.
0: Uh, gosh, uh, my handle on Twitter and or X would be at Born on Fire or one word B R N O N F I R E, and that is. Uh, an ages old one i made my twitter account in 2008 before people really uh, jumped on board and that was my gamer tag on my xbox so it's a fire it.
1: it's definitely a great handle uh, stocks you, you sent a question a couple of weeks ago and stocks was very complimentary of your handle yeah he, uh, he do, do
0: you know why it came around uh, igneous is the layers of rock that are created by a volcano and igneous is latin for born on fire and so there you go. That's that's how cool and edgy I was making my Xbox three sixty uh,
1: name. <laughs> I love it, man. That's awesome. It's a great handle. Um it's certainly better than say Murph underscore NFL, but uh I gotta keep it so easy can people can easily find well me, I, I can guess. now have
0: Born on Fire underscore NFL, you see, because I'm because now you've reader. been on the podcast. <laughs> I've been on
1: the podcast, yeah. That's it, you gotta do it. Uh absolutely. <laughs> so that you can get in touch with Joel on uh, elon musk's playground uh at uh born on fire definitely do he's just uh, a lot of fun as you can tell from the last hour where he's been here um so yeah any tips um get in touch with joel because he, he, like i said he's a great league i thoroughly enjoy playing in it i look forward to it every single year i can't say that about all the leagues i'm, I'm in and I'm in so many that's probably why but i do massively look forward to it um we loved the we had a great debate in the live draft about uh, you really hate the idea of Superflex. Um, oh, yeah. Because you like it. you don't start two quarterbacks in football, even though the Saints do, which I think is ironic in its own right. <laughs> um And then <laughs> yeah, I, I decided, on. and then I was like, well, why, why are we counting points for yards? Because they're not real. So it's like, why yeah, are we doing a touchdown those. only
0: league? Let's get rid you know, of don't, just... don't need that.
1: No, guys, lose position. them. Yeah, well, no, I'm all four kickers. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm one of these. Hey, listen, the FFCC, I start two kickers.
0: I love the two kickers, man. I love the chaos. Uh, it's fantastic. I, I love good defensive kickers. And people just, for the lack of a better phrase, kick off, like, got to draft two kickers. I am seventh round kicker. I'm getting my two good ones early. I'm taking it all this year, baby.
1: Anyone that threatens me about how annoying it is to have to roster multiple kickers and start two, three. I will make it three kickers next year. That's right. I will make it so you can't even start. uh, Unless you, if you you don't pick your kickers early, you ain't starting a kicker or you're you're not starting the full complement of kickers. So be careful. Don't moan about the kickers. Uh, Not around us two anyways. Um, (laughs) Phenomenal show. Thank you so much for uh, coming on my man. I've loved it. Loved having you here. We will get you back. Rush nation. Don't forget. uh, You can get 20% off. Uh, all goods at manscape.com so do check out manscape for all your needs like i said the beer hedger the beard hedger is elite big fan of that so do check out manscape.com and then use the code five yard for 20 percent off uh all your goods and free global shipping join the patreon like i said minimum one pound a month but there's tiers of three pound five pound support the podcast uh, but on top of that, you get some uh, extra special content. I've given you a little morsel today. So do check that out. Um, it'd be really good to have you in there and joining the chat. Subscribe to the YouTube. You can watch this live and get that notification when it comes on. Also, subscribe to the pod on Spotify and all good platforms. And then, lastly, my rankings, because I get so many questions about start sits and all that. I can't go through them all, especially on a Sunday. I like to spend time with my kid. Um, So uh, go on to fiveierrush.co.uk. My rankings are there. There's a tab. It says Merce rankings. And you click that and it's weekly rankings. That will answer 90% of your start set questions. So if you sit me or if you sit there and you ask me a question about a line that was like who to start, Cole Komet versus Evan Ingram, I'm probably not going to reply or I'm just going to send you the link to that because it's there. Uh, And you can change the scoring. If it's PPR, half point standard. Um, and if it's custom scoring, I'm not going to have the time to review it anyway on Sunday. Um, so just check that out. That would be really useful. And I answer Patreon questions as a priority because they're the ones that support the podcast and pay the money, um, which is only fair enough. So, but do check out the rankings, uh, especially before you hit me up. But Especially Joel... when I'm
0: against you in a week. I always check them out then. Know <laughs> <laughs> your enemy, Murph. Yeah, I Follow rank on Instagram whenever I'm up against him. I'm all over your stuff when I'm against you. You wait You wait until I put up
1: like a fake page that only you can access and it'll have all exactly. the fake rankings. I'm going to totally screw you. Um, but that, it's be a lot of fun. Hope you've enjoyed it, Rush Nation. And yeah, if there are any questions and you can't find Joel for whatever reason, send them to me. I'll forward them on to him. Um, and then let's bombard him. Let's get him busy. Let's, let's get him to improve as many leagues out there as possible. But Rush Nation, thank you very much for tuning in. I look forward to catching up with you all on Monday when we're all celebrating our soon-to-be-confirmed Ws, uh, and we're looking forward to the Buccaneers being 2-0, and beating ranks uh, Chicago Bears, uh, looking forward to the Saints losing, um, and looking forward to just many, many happiness that football is back in our lives. I will be back with the Wave of Wire show. Check that out. But until then, as always, don't forget, keep rushing.